37 tortilla strips. A stern look. 37, <laughs> not 38, not 36. Some hot water with a little bit of cold water uh, added. This is yeah, the latest the latest chapter of Brian being a dickhead at uh, I, this was Summer not Moon. Me. That was a joke I made for you. <laughs> so I'm getting my coffee at Summer Moon, and Brian goes, uh, uh, I'm like, hey, do you want anything? And uh, he's like, oh, no, no, no. And then uh, I'm about to order, and he goes, oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> a hot water with just a little bit of cold water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's not too hot. Yeah. Not an ice cube. No, 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 no. What? And I'm like, what I'm like, I no, like... there's no, I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> back down. And so I ordered what? him a hot water, a 12 ounce hot water with just a little bit of cold water. And then he dunks on me by saying, and also, if you don't mind, as loud as he can, he draws in a breath and says, put a five dollar tip on and that a five dollar. Five. <laughs> That's a hundred and twenty percent of what the actual bill was for a water. I, uh, Brian, I, like- I like the fact that you feel like you have to invent these eccentricities. <laughs> it's a creative exercise. You're like, if I don't do this, people might think I'm normal. Uh, and, and meanwhile, Justin's like, see, he's the villain. He's the villain. Yes. <laughs> now drink that water in front of me. <laughs> I did. It was, yes, it was <laughs> chef's kiss. Perfect temperature. Not yeah. too hot, not too cool. I would describe it as comfy as um, you know, like what we're in right now, like a, like a room. Room temperature. Yeah. That's a great name. Yeah. It was warmer than that. Mayor. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's get going. I, gotta, oh. I have a hard out. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, so, yeah. All uh, right. Hey. Take it away, Andrew. In three, two. Weird Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Andrew Mean, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello, buddies. Brian Brushwood. Yo, it's me, slightly above room temperature water brushwood. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello, everybody. My temperature is, I think, normal. Sizzling. Good. <laughs> so uh, the body is a wonderful thing. It is. Love. I love uh, my body. Uh, it is a wonderland, yeah. as scholars yeah. have determined. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, uh, we've been learning more and more about how much bacteria in your body helpful bacteria plays a part we've been doing uh a lot of research now on like gut biota and like people actually you know you now it's it's common to like oh, i'm gonna have this yogurt because it'll help my gut biota and there's been research into some of the other places where bacteria is known to inhabit the mouth you the know mouth cavities and so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh you know the surface of the skin it's why we try to use sanitizers more and that's about it. There's nothing else interesting. Uh, Where else? Uh, no. Uh, mm, no. Uh, uh, there, Bri- there, Brian. Uh, there might be a, a, a portion of the scientific community that considers human beings to be a symbiote, uh, where upwards of 15 to 25 pounds of what you consider your body weight has nothing to do with you. It's external residents who live in a little little microbiome of their own talking about where is this is this down the street from me brian yeah where where no tree uh first of all wrap your mind around the fact that uh your body is a torus uh it's got it's got a tube that goes straight uh down wait a minute yeah no i'm a pisces though uh okay uh your your body is a donut okay okay and a bagel uh, yep. ba- more of an eclair guy body. myself. Yeah, wait a minute. Is this like French? Can I get some French filled? stuff? All right, wrap your mind around this. Yeah. When you think you're swallowing food and it's going inside of you, yeah. it's still staying outside of you. What? Because there's How a tube this- that goes from your mouth. Nobody knows where it ends up. <laughs> <laughs> but technically, it's never in you. And part of this inside outside of you has um a a lot of uh, bacteria in it and 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 it turns out 
There's a lot of diseases that can uh, uh, allegedly affect your mood, uh, the way you act. Um, uh, not just diseases, but you, hey, look, hey man, we're talking about fecal bacteria. We're talking about the biome oh, inside what? your belly. What? Brian. Ending this conversation. Yeah, this is uh, a family program. One, you can't get an infection in your booty hole. <laughs> it's, it's your a booty, booty hole. hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I forwarded over. Uh, you probably have the story in front of you, Andrew. I, I, I just saw it and I knew we had to talk about it on Weird Things. So, and there's. I have a feeling there's entire. We probably would have cured cancer by now if it wasn't for the ick factor of a lot of elements of things in science and medicine. That there's like, oh, we could research this, and somebody's like, or not, yeah. or not, <laughs> like, like, because it's like, you know, head, you know, headline is, you know, fecal matter transplants are probably something you've heard before, and they, because they've been, you know, just they need a better name, just the better name, fecal matter trans or fecal transplants. It's just not L- lower biome transplants. Yeah. Sounds, ooh, chef's kiss. Yeah. Only don't kiss. Yeah. Them. Wash that, your hands I would. First. I might. I might go with poop loop. <laughs> Nah, you see, Follow your nose. Because one one sounds like human centipede. Yeah. The other sounds like, oh, this sounds good. But like, so uh, there's been research about fecal transplants. And that is basically tel- taking the fecal matter from one organism and put it into the, uh, the, the bunghole, as the scientists call it, of another organism. And the reason you do this is you're transplanting the bacteria. Because as we explained, it's bacteria in your body helps break things down. And it does a lot of different things. Uh, besides breaking it down, creating chemicals, can actually affect your overall immune system, etc. And we're just beginning to learn this. So they took some mice, and they took, out of young mice, they took the technical term was poo, and they pulled it out of the young mice, and then they put it into the old, other mice. Old mice. Old mice. And they said the older mice, that it, it actually was able to reduce inflammation, that they had uh, basically you know, improved overall general health, that it appeared to reverse the process of aging. And when they took How long do mice live, poo, though? When they took old poo and put it at a young mice, yeah. the young mice then had inflammation and other issues, and so it Because you put aged. poop in there. <laughs> well, oh, it, oh, uh, knock on. it off. Dr. Bryce, <laughs> out of order. Uh, right. uh, Bryce the dandy, uh, <laughs> please, uh, uh, bring yourself back to your carriage. The scholars are speaking. Uh, uh so, so that's 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 fascinating. And so the idea is that just literally introducing new bacteria uh, uh can can significantly change the overall biome uh, uh and 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 truly create a different reaction in the body. Uh, well and, and specifically uh uh bacteria from younger uh uh, donors, <laughs> donors, the donors. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, are are we gonna have donation centers for this? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, if if if, if we if have, you s- can make forty dollars a pop for a sperm donation. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you got to make like I don't know, I, I don't know what high of a number of dollars you can make for another donation. I mean, look, probably two dollars. <laughs> if, if all these college athletes think that they're making money on name and likeness deals, uh, I'm just gonna tell you, <laughs> find out what happens when when uh, Silicon Valley finds up they can they can put Trevor Lawrence's poop up their own. I've got, <laughs> I've got authentic Brett Favre fecal matter from 1981. Oh yeah, there was fecal matter. There was some research a while back into using younger blood, and I saw a study, and I don't know if it's really anything's conclusive or not, but they talked about like young blood into older people can help that. But one of the things that's been researched now is actually just the process of donating blood if you're older, that actually donating blood on a regular basis can give you some of the benefits of that. It's mm. not so much that you're getting younger blood. It was just forcing your body to sort of just replenish its blood supply. Oh, that's so, interesting. So so yeah. you, you are manufacturing quite literally younger red blood cells because you got mm-hmm. you 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 flushed yeah so i one i saw that in one study where they just recommended like uh just donating gives you a lot of the benefits they thought which is oh it's the young blood like well maybe for some things i think it could still be but i think there were a lot of like oh yeah no it's just you know making your body go all right make some new blood what's the matter with this dark brown liquidy stuff it still moves it, it pretty much holds oxygen i mean uh, yeah. they it's say a, they say every a, six thousand miles but do they mean it a come on pabst can in here and some sawdust let's get rid of this. <laughs> skittles all right i try not to eat too much aluminum but sometimes yeah. sometimes you yeah. know you get the munchies you want to know what else is appetizing heading on over to patreon.com <laughs> slash weird things uh. 
uh, where you can support this very, very show. We all get together on Mondays and we talk about news of the weird, science, and all sorts of fun stuff. But if we were not paid for it, we'd all stop doing it. Uh, look, Justin, I feel like you're sugarcoating it. Let's get to the real truth. Go. We want the blood of young people and we need to buy poop. Uh, it's very expensive. We eventually intend to, uh, much like the uh, ship of Theseus, replace every living part of our body uh, with ship with, parts. With with <laughs> ship parts, we want to become GoBots ship, or ship happens <laughs> or Decepticons. Uh, and very 2022 of you, <laughs> <laughs> GoBots or Decepticons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But we can only make it happen uh, with uh, your currency and, and none of that fake imaginary made up numbers like no, Bitcoin. Like like respect. No, we want we want hard, hard coin. Yeah, we, cer and, we, we certainly don't want uh, exposure bucks. No, because they uh, then they don't take those at the at the blood bank. They don't take them at the local uh, uh, 4-H. Anyway, Patreon. uh, uh, Patreon.com slash weird things. Where do you think they sell poop? Uh oh, Lowe's right. Well, when you want poop, there's a all right poop built American tough. When I'm out on the range, I ain't using horse poop. I'm using young, healthy human poop. Dennis Leary, you know we used to make our own poop in this country. I'm talking red blooded, red, red, white, and blue. P O O P. Red wine. Red skeleton. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip us ahead here, please. For the love of God, fast forward. For the love of God, can we please move on to another subject? So I got into this. A big, deep, deep, deep dive. I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but I've been fascinated by, like, uh, how do you, like, reading faster? Yeah. And remember remember a while ago, like, when the uh, the all these applications that were using uh, what was called RSVP, which is Rapid Serial Visual Perception, which was, like, flashing one word at a time. Yes. Came out, and there was a company, Spritz was one of them. I think Spritz was probably one of the first ones out there. Do you remember that? Was yeah. that the one where it was, it was going to make it, they were going to train you to read faster or, or feed you books in that, uh, in that idea? Yeah. The, but but the, po the point being that uh, uh, they would start off at a regular clip and then get faster and faster and faster. And, and uh, much like listening to an audiobook at one and a half or two X speed or whatever, you, you, you definitely had the uh, subjective sensation as, and I still do that. I am getting the full story, but, but uh, since this is weird things, I, I am guessing that, that further research has shown that the comprehension is not as great. Well, it's complicated because actually what happened was uh, there was a, what happened was the thing came out and, uh, you know, Spritz came out and then everybody tried to, you know, emulate it, which was that flashing that one word at a time at you. And they, they used, they had their own thing where they called it a reticule where they said, oh, we point to the word at this point and we make one of the letters red and they had, you know, their version of this. And there's been a ton of different things. Like somebody pointed out Spreeder, there's a bunch of plugins and stuff for this. Then some research came out, which... It was interesting because um, the research sort of pointed out, you'd see these articles say like, ah, this turns out to be bunk or whatever, because you said comprehension drops off. The problem was a couple fold. One is that in some of the research, they just had somebody look at it for 30 minutes, and that was the first and last time they tested it. So they never trained it. They weren't really testing people who were trained on trying to retain this, which can make a difference is that I found the more I use systems like this, but there's a better system than this one, uh, the better you know my retention is, right? And so you have to learn how to do it. So research came out that said, and some people like just dumped on it because there was a lot of claims like, oh, you know, do 2,000 words per minute. And the brain's just not equipped to do that. But we do know the brain can handle a lot of information at once. And there's an article, there's research that came out that said, well, here's the problem. If you see it one word at a time, you can't go back, and that's really an important part of reading, which is, yes, that's true, but I can't go back in an audiobook or a movie or any other form in reality. You just have to process it differently. You know, you just have to sort of change the sort of the buffer of what you're doing. 
So you I, see I, here. I, I do this. Uh, this is my gentlest of pushback. I will admit that that I've become not shy. And I don't know if it's because I, I trust my ears less nowadays as I get older, but I am not shy. If, if I don't understand, like, is that a real word? Is that a foreign language? Is that a character name? What did I just hear? I'm not shy about jump, jumping back. But, All but, the time. But yeah, it, it is 100%. very challenging. 100%. So I was curious about this because I played with it. I noticed the more I got into it, the kind of the better I was able to do it. But I'm like, man, this doesn't seem that good. This, there has to be a better way, though, because single word, because I realize you're still trying to construct stuff. And machine learning, we do a thing when you want to train a language model, you'll actually take, you can create tokens based on words, or you can take a couple words together, like Eiffel Tower, you know, or, you know, Mr. Brushwood. And you can combine these things together for frequency. And so machine learning models can be trained faster if they learn how to, let's say, use larger tokens. There have been a couple ones that have done that. And I'm like, I wonder, I'm like, man, I wonder if that would work for the brain, like in speed reading, instead of single word, if maybe there was like word a couple word groupings. And so I did this, started trying to find as much any kind of research on it. And then I found a paper from 1982 where they actually compared regular reading, single word, and then chunking, right? And chunking was by looking for clauses like, you know, uh, the banana, you know, uh, he smiled, things like that, by grouping things together into these sort of like clause groups. And this is 1982. So in order to test this, first they did single word, and they use I think there's thing called a tachyoscope, which is flashes one word at a time, which is the word flashcard comes from, by the way, was flashing people things one at a time to try to see how quickly oh, wow. they can retain stuff, uh, like training fighter pilots to recognize enemy aircraft, etc. And in the study, they had to use a PDP-100 computer, which if you go like, that's an ancient computer to basically control stuff on a CRT, and they compared... Uh, they, they did, they first, as they measured the, ma the maximum rate that somebody could recognize something, and that was like 1,200 milliseconds. I mean, like, like was uh, 1,200 words per second was like the fastest rate somebody could recognize an individual word. So they, they, tested, they tested 34 words per minute, 250 words per minute, and then 1,200 words per minute, which if you played with the software, you know that 1,200 is way too much, and they should have done something the 600 word per minute, but they didn't. That being said, at the 250 words per minute, they found that uh, that was a perfectly fine rate, and the retention levels were pretty much were on the same or around, you know, what somebody reading at 250 words per minute. And then they found that actually there was a high. They found that the chunking method was better. The chunking method of was better than the single word, which is that, getting my. Uh, and I suppose that tracks because there, uh, all the way back to the 1990s, folks. Um, there was a, a bit of a debate debate between whether uh, phonics or whole word reading was better. Uh, and uh, a whole word reading would be more analogous to a, a, a Chinese or Japanese characters, uh, maybe not kanji because that's phonetic. Um, but uh, but uh, whereas phonetics would be, you could look at a pH and go, and that's why children, as they're learning to read, are like, you know, forgetful or whatever. And then eventually you reach a point where you just, uh, at a core level, recognize the word forgetful and keep on going. So the thinking at the time was let's teach whole word uh, reading because eventually that's where we get to. And um, depending on what study you read, it, 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 it didn't do very well. And so uh, we're kind of back to phonics with children. But uh, it, it, it almost makes me, uh, it, it, it seems eventually we get to that, I get it, I get it, I get it. As an adult, you recognize patterns. Now, the downside of that, uh, tell me if you agree with this, Andrew, is that it, it opens us up to um, not noticing, uh, 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 for example, there's that, that email forward thing like, uh, I bet you can't believe you're reading this paragraph, even though every word is misspelled. That's because you know how to read well enough that you could tell like, oh, I get, I get it, I get it, I get it with each word. Um, is, is it a version of, of that that is being enhanced uh, with, with blocks of words at a time instead of singular words? I, I think that the part of the problem with a lot of these studies is that, like, and people want to, like, I, I'm coming from the skeptic world. We, we love to be able to say, ah, this is BS. We, I, I know the guys with the wisdom when we know this thing is fake or whatever. And also, sometimes there's so much stupid stuff out there, it gets really hard to separate that. Like, there was a thing in China where they were doing quantum, I'll get to, like, doing quantum reading, and you'd see these kids flashing these books by, 
And the Chinese government's finally been shutting down these schools because it's complete and utter BS. You know, and you have, you know, there's on YouTube, I'll see this guy who's a speed reader who's a complete liar. Like, he's a complete, you see this guy and like, oh, he read 300 pages in 10 minutes. He's a liar. Sorry, he's a liar. Right. Um, even, you know, the, the, the fastest speed reader knew was Kim Peek, you know, who Rain Man was based on. And he didn't have much comprehension, but he could recall. He had no corpus column. His brain was one solid mass. Uh, when they cor- finally, uh, corpus uh, callosum, the uh, the dividing line yeah, the, between the two. Yeah, none of it. He just was basically was just completely separate. There was the, so he had a weird brain. So I think that there's there's good readers and poor readers. I think there's people who read more, and I think that you get used to that. To your point, is that I think over time, like if the best speed reading courses that I've seen, they teach you basically one. There's there's debate. Do you get rid of the subvocalization or not? Because they say stop subvocalizing, but some people say no. Subvocalization probably helps with retention. That's not the problem. But I think that like the things where you just look at word groups is probably one of the ways you can do that where they talk about like a lot of reading methods where they have you move your finger across the page and what you want to do is kind of put it in between like three words or so and basically that helps you sort of you know scan it faster so so uh i i don't know if this proposed line of thought is taking us too far afield too fast but one of the topics we've talked about before is um uh, there have been, for example, uh, for non-sighted people, there have been like uh, vests that you could wear with a 320 by 200 pixel set of, of physical uh, nodules that would push up against you. There's been um, uh, soda pop, uh, electrified uh, things you could put on your tongue that will uh, take visual information from a camera and show it. And last time we really checked in on this was, I think, seven or eight years ago, where the general idea is much like without looking at any weather app or without knowing uh, any visual cues from the outside world, if you've lived a long enough life and you've seen enough storms, you might at some subconscious level feel the barometric pressure drop or like an old person will say, oh, storm's coming, I feel it in my knee or whatever. And the thinking was, what if somebody was strapped into one of these vests, wore it all day and it was about corn futures or whatever. And then uh, uh, at a subconscious level, you would feel the beeps and bops all up and down your chest and you would think, I think corn futures are about to drop. And um, I've not since followed up on that story, but since we're talking about a story about reading, there is uh, individual words, like for example, wind and wind. It is impossible to know which intent is meant just by looking Mm -hmm. at W-I-N-D. Imagine if you were, if you learned, and again, there's neuroplasticity. We learn, you know, we, whether you train as a child or as an, as an, an adult, an adult, you could develop a flavor for certain sets of words where even just flashing the word wind uh, or wind, whichever one spelled the same, uh, you, you had kind of a different set of, of, uh, of, of, of tactile responses that would allow you to not have the question because the all of this is leading to the reason I turn on closed captioning is because while I don't have a problem hearing, people will often say a sentence that does not make sense until the next sentence is spoken. Mm-hmm. And then I go back and I contextualize it. And uh, I like the, the the superpower that closed captioning gives me of knowing exactly that this is a crazily spelled character's name or, or what have you. I wonder if there's another modality that can do a similar thing to allow us to process I, faster. I I think I think it's a very interesting idea. And I've been looking at I was going back and reading some Edward Tufty and stuff and some of the stuff that he was a guy that wrote like the book Visual Explanations and was really good at how do you convey information. Because I was fascinated by he had a thing called spark lines, which was basically like how to put like little graphs in a line of text that their their information you now you look at emoji and that was a thing i was thinking about was like if you replace because you say wind and wind if like if for words that might be hard to know the difference on you know could you insert emoji could you do that because i've made the argument like slack is actually a system for communicating with emoji the text is just the metadata and if you i i i couldn't agree more as a matter of fact um i would i at the beginning of emoji culture was very against it, but it's like, man, something as simple as that must be nice. 
is very different if it has a laughing, crying emoji after it versus mm -hmm. a furious, angry, devil-horned emoji after it. I think, I, and I, I never thought I'd be the guy to say it, but I think emojis have done more to make a superior form of conversation possible here in well, America. Well, yeah, I mean... I the line I've always had is that uh, the internet is where context goes to die, uh, and this is where you find yourself, uh, uh, you know, getting into flame wars or 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 being upset about an email or something that you receive because you are always going to read it in the mood that you are in right now. And so, if you're in a great mood, then great. If you're in a bad mood, then uh, you you might be furious about something that just came through. But if you have an emoji, especially if you're trying to be sarcastic or something like that, like boy, how does that help you? Yeah, and it's it's just to be able to acknowledge, hey, this is cool, I like this, or a message received is is helpful. Uh, so I think that yeah, I think there could be a lot of ways we could go in it. And I'll, and I'll do I'll, I want to I'll explain some interesting stuff that uh, Microsoft has done with visually impaired people in a second. But uh, things one is uh, I if anybody's curious of trying this, there is if you want to try the word chunking. One of the one of the people who's implemented this, there's a thing called Phrase Reader. If you go to phrasereader.com. A guy, named Dave, a guy named David Butler independently came up with this outside of that research study, and he built, he's got a reading course, which I haven't done, but I have. he has a book that's on Amazon, which I've actually read the book, and he's got some you know, some nice points about this. So Phrase Reader, we're looking at here, is, is one approach towards doing this. Now, he'll break stuff up into like four words, and I found some research that says that like three words is probably the optimum size. But I found using the chunking method, I can go wait, read at a faster rate than the single word one. Nice. And, hmm. But if you want to try a single word and you have a Kindle Fire, if you have a Kindle Fire tablet, go into an ebook and press Word Runner because Amazon a few years ago added Word Runner oh, wow. into Kindle. And if you want to take a look at that, Bryce is probably pulling this up. It's actually pretty good. Like it's not as good as the chunking method, but. I sat down and I read like a Richard, a 6,000 word Richard Matheson story and like at 600 words per minute or something. So it was just like, it was like in 10 minutes or something. It was just a very, you know, and I remember it. And so you can see, here's what this is. So similar to the other one, but it doesn't use like the red letter or whatever, but uh, it's in, you can pick up a $50 Amazon Fire tablet, open up an ebook and boom, just start reading that. I'll tell you, I, I I might actually try this because I am I am a, 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 a I'm a bad physical reader. Like mm -hmm. I, I I have never been particularly good at it. There are times where I have read more physically than than I do now. But uh, as soon as audiobooks became a a standard way to do things, I I naturally gravitated toward there. And now, like boy, when I have to do the reason why I mean, aside from doing all the other shit at oh, stop uh, all the other stuff at a dog and pony show, uh. uh Part of the reason why I haven't done another Raise the Dead is because it involves me buying a bunch of old books and physically reading them because they don't have Kindle and they don't have uh, 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 audio books for sure. So, uh, you, you know, one thing that uh, and I don't think I'm talking out of school because I'm, I'm certain he's been fairly open about it. But uh, our friend OMG Chad uh, uh, is dyslexic. And so just as a safety net, he he would highlight entire pages and then have Siri read at the fastest possible speed, but also use his eyes. So he wasn't relying on just the audio modality or the vi visual modality. And I, for him, uh, he said, I just want to make sure uh, I, I, I'm not yeah. mixing up a word or whatever. Uh, I wonder if uh, to those who are not dyslexic, if it's not a way to ramp up, like I'm going to give it my full attention and it's going to press me. And if I'm afraid that I've missed something, I'll know because I've got it would it would be a worthwhile thing for me to actually just bone up on the concept of reading. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's uh, um, Brian. There's actually some apps that will do that. Well, they'll highlight each word and they'll say it. Like I was looking at to me, it was annoying as all hell. But for other people, it might work. Some people claim some people with dyslexia claim that the single word flashing thing helps them because mm. they're just getting that one word and their brain's reconstructing it rather than the visual center of the part of the brain that's putting things together. So anecdotally uh people dyslexia some form dyslexia has different many different forms so some people dyslexia say that works but yeah justin i would say that like you know i, I would say like pick up one of the if you want to just go look at any any quick 30 minute tutorial on like on speed good reading speed and, reading yeah. and not yeah and like the basic thing comes down to is like using like the pen or the pencil to like is to just 
learn to like go across, yeah. you know, just like just to do that, looking at the word groupings it's, and it, keeping it's the pace. It's a bit like having a a, 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 a pace runner. Like uh, uh, if, if, if you've done long distance running, whether you choose a fast pace runner or a slow pace runner, you don't subjectively really notice whether you're running extra fast or slow, but it well, does affect your outcome. And one of the ways to, to that example is either if you're using the digital thing like Word Runner and the Kindle, or you're trying to do this in a book, one of the things people tell you when you first do it, take a book you already know, but go too fast. Go yeah. too fast. And then if you go really, really fast and you're trying to get your brain is going to try to really stretch to keep up. Then when you bump down a bit, oh, my God, you're you're like if you go like 700 words per minute, your brain will go eh, and then you go to 500. Uh, I'll, t I'll tell you this much, uh, uh, tying back to World's Greatest Con Season 2, there was some moment, uh, the very first episode is about fame and shame, and I realized that I remembered most of uh, John Ronson's book, So You've Been Publicly Shamed, and I remember thinking, uh, uh, oh, I know there's one or two really good stories in there, I just don't know which one, but because I had fully read the entire book uh, from beginning to end once before, and because I knew I was scrubbing to get one particular vignette to to think about in the context of this other story, uh, I went faster than I normally would, a full two x, and uh, it was remarkable. I, re I read the entire book in a in a, a, a day, and I was astounded at how many of the vignettes I could now accurately tell uh, the entire story with with an increased level of fidelity than than right right after the first time I had read it. Hmm. Yeah, I've been experimenting with. Working with having access to really powerful language models like GPT-3 and or variants of that is taking text, putting it in there and say, write, a, write uh, a summary of this, and then either reading the summary first or after, and then reading the text and watching retention go up. Because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I know this is a character name, I know this, I'm not seeing the name for the first time, and I understand, I'm not lost, even just like taking like, 2,000 words and coming up with like four sentences can help you just get like, you're not, because even if you find in reading, like the biggest enemy of reading is not paying attention. I know when I'm reading, I'll just, my brain will drift or audiobooks. And I think a lot of people have trouble reading as they don't realize like, yeah, it's because you're wandering. You know, that's. Can, can to, I, to be honest, that's the thing that I like the most about audiobooks is that if I do zone out, then I don't feel like I need to go back sometimes. And sometimes with very dense stuff, like I'm just like, hey, look, if I zoned out on that element and if I can pick up about where we are, uh, especially in nonfiction, then I'm just going to keep rolling. Like, like I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and, and the train just keeps going as opposed to if I zone out reading a physical book, then I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know where I am. I need to figure out now where I was and I'll go back and then I'll zone out. And I'll go back. I feel uh, like, no, no. Oh, I, go ahead. I feel like when someone makes, um, kind of a, uh, an algorithm or a, uh, uh, kids in your algorithm, <laughs> kind of a, a, a secular, uh, it's not a good word kids for it, but in your secular, if, if, if you found a, like, well, my uh, algorithms believed in God. a not code language based, something that you could just apply to various, software and hardware whatever this is a house you, of algorithms jesus said to the money changers <laughs> you like you could really like open up um a lot of the web a lot of the web is text and images right now um if you like you see on news sites like hey click here to listen to this article and if it looked better or was better designed i would use it more because i I, ha I do it in the car a lot i have a siri shortcut that says uh I, I'm on a web page. Please just read this web page to me, and Siri does it. Um, and I think the more that that becomes opened up, of uh, like text to speech, like uh, text examination, parsing, um, noticing when there are weird, strange words, character names, or invented words, I, I bet that there's there we have we, we're very close to a one-click like, hey, uh, accessibility, please, um, kind of universally i agree i think that the i think that things like the spritz and those methods didn't catch on as much was uh for some people use them because they could use if you know what a browser extension is congratulations put yourself into a very rare group of people who actually know how to use them and install them uh but i think that part of it was integrating it was challenging like we didn't have like a really sort of killer way and like if you pointed out to a lot of these a lot of websites will have like oh here's the audio version just click it and it's like 
yeah, but I'm in front of my computer reading right now. If I was in an audio mode or an audio app and I was able to surf and find these things, I would probably be more likely to listen to it. But kind of just the last thing I want is to blast some audio in the middle of, of doing that. I think I think there could be a lot a lot to go. I'm I'm personally interested in maybe trying to create because I've been I've been playing around with a better method of doing blocks after reading you know that paper from 1982 and reading some other stuff on visualization. And I'm interested in maybe just making like uh, just an open source like library that people could implement and say, here, just put this into here and press a button, and now you can speed read this at this level. Yeah. Uh, but because you look love... at like reader mode or any of these other things that are like built into the yeah. in into the software that you know yeah. it, it it can get out of the extension space and into yeah. You know, there's a lot of good open source. Like I had, I sent you a link to an open source JavaScript thing that's for dropping stuff in and some of these things. And I, I'm like, like I think the block method is the next way to go. Um, but my challenge to anybody listening to this who has an a Kindle Fire that can do Word Runner, try it. Let us know what you think. Tell us what your words per minute are. Just spend 20 minutes, whatever. Try reading at different speeds. See if you like it, and let us know what you think about it. Because I'm very curious to see what other people think about this. Uh, and where would people send this to? Oh, right. uh, send this into our email. Uh, you can send it to neshcom at gmail. Actually, put weird things in the subject line or check the show notes. Uh, yeah, and if, if you have any longer but, but read that really on fast. This, yeah, and if you have any longer notes too, if anybody wants just amain at gmail.com, just shoot me an email. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear. So mm-hmm. amain at gmail. Like, and if, if anybody's really having a bad time with it, I need you to send it to schwood at gmail.com. No, stop, stop. <laughs> If you get headaches, experience nausea, disorientation, yeah. or some other features, you know, mm-hmm. please notify. Just call Justin at five one two nine five four eight nine five five six six five. That's a Google Voice number, right? Uh, Probably, unless I screwed up. Unless <laughs> it's a poor woman in Hialeah somewhere. Hello. Yeah. You know what's interesting is we've talked about this as far as reading comprehension for nonfiction or or article discourse, but. I almost, this is putting me in a painful place of reflection of wondering as anti-spoiler as I like to be for myself, not for everyone else, uh, (laughs) only for me, not for thee. um, I, I have to wonder if there's maybe a benefit to knowing the general shape of a story before you go in, because like uh, much like a, 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 a learning phonetics versus whole word reading uh, with phonetics, it, it, you have to be very laborious going sound syllable by syllable. But if you know this is a Marvel movie, then there are certain things you can go ahead and write off. Like this is not going to be a real life political drama that's based on Abraham Lincoln in the 1800s. Yeah. So as a result, the moment you see somebody with an Abraham looking hat, you're not going to be thinking, Ooh, is that Abraham Lincoln? So, so, uh, I, I, I wonder, I wonder where the limits are in terms specifically because, uh, I, I've been very tight lipped about a movie that Justin saw. Yeah. And, um, and part of the charm of the movie was, knowing that it could go anywhere, but also I at least knew a little bit of something going into it. And it, the movie very much pretends to be one thing at the beginning. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that every single narrative piece of fiction benefits from knowing nothing. I think, well, to me, there's uh, my personal taste on this is that there's kind of a half-life to it where it's like, if, if I really want to see something, I will make an effort to go and see it. If, if it's on the interest list, then I'll be like, well, you know, if we got a free day. We got some free time. If Ashley's into it, blah, 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 right? Uh, and then at that point, it's like, all right, uh, uh, if it goes for longer and longer and longer, then I feel like my tolerance for somebody talking me into the movie theater is, is bigger, right? Like, uh, uh, I think... Um, I forget if it was if one of the two of you that uh, uh, when uh, the the split movie came out, that was Andrew. That was the example, yeah. That was Andrew, yeah. And and it was like, no, there is a very big thing for which you are going to very much like, and it happens at the end, and you should go see it. It's better than you might think. And also there's this other thing that it's like, oh, okay. Well, well, and, and well, like, I guess I need to go. I literally see it. told you. I yeah. literally said I had to tell you. I'm like, do you have any? No, you're not gonna see. It. All right, can I, I'm gonna tell you one thing. It'll make you want to see it. Yeah. And then, and then I'm like, it's 
blankety blank, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go see it <laughs> no, today. I'm see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas on the flip side, uh, I received a text message at 2 p.m. from Justin Robert Young that said, "This is your one friend warning to see." I'm sorry to bother you right now before you hear another word about it. And by 3.30, I was alone in a movie theater and uh, experiencing an, a, a deeply disturbing, artistic, wonderful achievement uh, that made me think a lot uh, and surprised me. In uh, Let's just say there are big surprises big, in that movie. Big surprises. <laughs> big surprises. Um, but, but, but I do feel... And, Meanwhile, Army Hammer's the least weird part of that movie, <laughs> and that's saying something. But there's also, I, I appreciate when somebody maybe shapes a little bit of it where they say, hey, as the father of three girls and somebody who knows about the tech industry, I really think you'll like blank. I, I'm, I just realized I'm thinking about a specific series that, that Bryce hates. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, but now everyone else knows. But, 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 but that was just enough of a framework that yeah. I think I got more out of it uh, uh, for, for knowing a little bit. I think that there is, look, there's the, we all have to make conscious decisions to, to make, to seek content. So whatever talks you, talks you on in, it's a way to go. It's yep. point of trailers, right? Yeah. yeah, but but we've talked before. Uh, like even trailers have changed because trailers used to be much more descriptive. Yeah. They used to be longer and they used to tell you what was going to happen in the movie. They used to literally begin with in a world where these are the rules of the world. <laughs> and and nowadays we get trailers and even teasers that intentionally don't tell you the plot, especially for these Marvel things. They're just here are the people who are in them. Here are some of the effects. You will. It doesn't matter what the conflict is. Come and buy your. And we've talked uh, about. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I think that oftentimes, bad movies have those trailers. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. really good movies have a, a more descriptive trailer. It's well, like, it's tough. Like for example, the entire marketing campaign for The Matrix was "What is the Matrix?" and they absolutely refused to let you peek behind the curtain. And I would say that my experience was was positively shaped by that. Same thing with uh, Vanilla Sky. I don't know they that that first on... Matrix trailer. I still remember where I was when I saw it because it was so awesome. Oh yeah, but but it at least disclosed some kind of kung fu and it was like yeah, yeah. there's a crazy world and there's Keanu Reeves kicks ass in it. And I yeah. was like, yeah, I'm here for that. But 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 then like Vanilla Sky, uh all of the marketing was only Tom Cruise's face for a very deliberate reason. Uh, uh Was it bad? Oh, uh, no, news? no, because because they wanted are we, are we talking about the 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 posters? The posters and okay, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I mean, I I, I remember the, the 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 trailer for that you know was like, oh, here's a kooky crazy I mean, dream on, world on the flip like, side there's uh uh the uh uh what was the jordan peele movie yeah yeah that's the one i'm thinking of uh not us um, uh before that uh, the, get the, out. the breakout get out get out yes yeah. We're like, quite trailer, literally it's the whole movie, movie including all the twists including the happy ending at the end yeah it's and like i, I don't know man like i want a trailer to tell me Something. I want to know what the problem of the movie is. I personally like. I like to know that there's a conflict. You are aware that a lot of movies still aren't aware of what the conflict is by the time that yeah. you've watched the entirety <laughs> of it. I mean, that's yeah. that's ultimately the problem. Is that the reason why I think good movies tend to have exciting trailers is because the movie itself knows what it's about. And so you can market a thing that is exciting about it, be it the conflict or a performance or, or something like that. Like you, it, it knows what it's about. Unfortunately, all movies are not made equal and some of them are just straight out slapdash messes. And so you get a bunch of random flashing things, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in the trailer. Slowed down versions of songs. So speaking of, uh, oh, I on joke. <laughs> speaking of, uh, Marvel movies released this week. Uh, did anybody see anything? Do we want to do spoiler things for this? I- are we are we spoiling? I'm being spoiled. I haven't seen it, but I have, you ain't good, seen I have it? a good idea of what goes on in that movie. Man, there's it's it's multiverse, man. Is it madness? It's madness, man. <laughs> it's madness. It's <laughs> uh, okay, right we we do have to set our outs because I know that uh, Andrea has a hard out and oh, I have yes. to go pick someone up from the airport. So, uh, do we want to do picks or what are we feeling? Yeah, yeah let's do picks. Let's do picks. Uh, uh, hey, look, man. Uh, there's a movie in theaters that involves the multiverse. 
<laughs> and it's the greatest movie I've seen in a while. And it's called uh, uh, Every Everything Everywhere, Everywhere All, all at, at Once. once. Mm-hmm. If it you is. have to see one action adventure multiverse themed movie this year, make sure it's, it's Everything Everywhere uh, All I, at Once. Um, it's so creative. It is so grounded in its emotion um and it is to me a a masterclass in everything mattering ev and this this movie's got some things I, I, everything everything has an arc everything matters things that you thought were jokes come back and get res- it's, it, get it, ends or I'm certain it's too long, but if with a gun to my head, I wouldn't tell you what frame to cut. <laughs> I, I will, <laughs> like, say, I will uh, say, yeah, the pacing is, the way I describe it is, uh, uh, imagine you go to the best meal of your life, and it's like this, like, you know, a, a 10 course meal or something, and you get to course 10, and then they're like, there are two surprise courses, and then oh. they bring out the 11th course, and I'm like, oh, just a, a little bit. And you're like, oh my god, that's delicious! And you wind up eating that. <laughs> you wind up eating the next one. It's like, look, it, it is, it is probably overstuffed, but, but, uh, uh, uh boy, um, when you are moving creative tonnage like that, uh, I, I am all the way willing to, uh, uh, to, to, uh, to, to sit there for it. Uh, exceptional. Yeah. Uh, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Excellent. Uh, I've got a pick. This oh. is this is a strange one. Um, yeah. are Doctor you, Strange one. <laughs> are, are you? Are Doctor any of the strange three and the of multiverse you? of madness is Bryce's pick? <laughs> Bryce, what was your favorite character? Uh, are you are you guys familiar with the USCSB? No, her name was America Travis. <laughs> <laughs> the the USCSB. I found this on YouTube the other night, um, and it's very strange. It is the Chemical Safety Board. Um, it is an American agency. What the hell do you get up to when you're on your off hours? The and they have safety board. They have a YouTube channel that is maybe the greatest thing I've ever seen. It is like, is it just about how everything could kill you? N- no, it is like true crime for real industrial accidents. Oh my goodness. And they like, and they get stuff animated because they do go and investigate these issues. And they're like, Hey, like, yeah, you need to be careful of using heat in a contained space. You need this to do is this like that. this is like this is like Brian got in trouble for a modern rogue shoot that went out of control, and the judge <laughs> is like, "I sentence you to work for this government bureau doing crazy experiments." Da 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 da. Our new TV series. Oh this my god! Is it. Uh, uh, also, uh, shockingly close to the reality. I, uh, I don't. Oh know. my god! These little sim men are are about to all die. Oh yes. <laughs> about to all die in this in this and, chemical accident. And it's um it is delivered. Skip right to the death. Uh, they the explosion happens a couple of times. They uh they they like they are. Uh, this is an autopsy of a real thing that happened. This chemical plant really did. These are real people. Uh, they I mean, yes, they the, represent the real people. Real. They represent yes. real yes. people. Um, ah! and, oh, and then there are there's real, a real. Oh my god, a real person well, just popped and, up and, and, and it startled me. And, uh, there there are all sorts of terrifying industrial stories of somebody thinking. Let's say there's a lot of argon or or nitrogen or whatever, where it's like. Um, you, you think, well, I'll just run in and flip this switch mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you, you take three or four steps and because you're inhaling pure nitrogen, you you perceive that it's fine. It's air because you're not, uh, uh, what you experience is holding your breath is actually a buildup of CO2. And then just, you make it four or five steps and then you're just dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. And so it's, a lot of this is delivered pretty <gasps> So there is a big like explosion. A lot of it is a little reminiscent of. Do you remember when they were doing those uh, 3D animated skits for the major the news? news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're oh, low-fi. yeah. The yeah. the Taiwanese or Korean, I think it was Singaporean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Singaporean news. That was it. Um, and so there's a little bit of that, but it is delivered very soberly. It is it is not sensationalized. These are investigators who are explaining the incident, and you'll learn a little bit about like, hey, you know what? Maybe I won't use a heat gun on mm. epoxy. Maybe I will uh, look for a heating. Sober whatever. examinations of chemical explosions and disasters. It's great. It's, what it's Bryce all of just the co- watches 
all night long. And some people are into true crime. This is a, these are like accidents. I mean, yeah. Uh, prob- probably, sick, probably more. No, no, I, I'm on board with this. I think this is. Stop coddling the boy. Stop coddling him. It's like a, he's not. He sh- he shouldn't be worried about hitchhikers. He should <laughs> be worried about this. I should have been watching Doctor Strange. I like that all of the comments are like, "I love your videos, and I hate when I find out there's a new one because you had to make one." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so it's USCSB. Yeah, C- USCSB. Uh, they're on YouTube. Um, <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I guess. <laughs> uh, no, I mean that's some serious life save life saving stuff. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Um, Hi, I'm Justin. I played Justin on the the <laughs> pick segment. Um, I, I was just kidding. You should all watch it and learn. <laughs> there you. <laughs> uh, I got a pick. It's called. Giving up on fiction for a little bit and getting back to nonfiction. Uh, my audible cue is the longest chain of unspent uh, credits I've had ever, ever, full stop. Like I'm over 30 unspent credits. And I realized it's because I've been doing all this Brandon Sanderson fantasy stuff that, and, and yeah, he yeah, hit one pothole and you're like, well, I'll just get back to it. I'll get back to it. And then I realized six months has passed and all I've been doing is listening to podcasts. And I was like, you know what? I'm officially going to allow myself to get back to this, this epic fantasy. And instead I'm just going to do nonfiction for a bit. Loving it. Uh, I think I had previously talked about the guy who wrote, um, the, the madness of crowds talking about uh, social media behavior. He's got a new one that uh, uh, it, it, I, I, I guess is political. I don't know. But uh, he mm-hmm. makes a very strong case that, who boy, if there's one group that the whole world is allowed to pick on, it's uh, the West. Um, it's, it's the, uh, uh, the most pluralistic. Uh, 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 I'll let him make his own case. But, but I am... Really fascinated uh, by the case after case after case of uh, on the global stage, how everybody in authoritarian regimes loves to say, at least we're not racist like America. Uh, well, the West, Brian, we're the only ones with the agency, as well, far as I understand. It, yeah. It, and it, Tupac. I mean, I, I mean, that's that's sort of the, the point is that. Uh, uh, oh, we don't have racism here. And we're like, is that because one team won? <laughs> you know, and, and now racism's not a problem. Uh, but but it's not all about racism. It's about um, uh, just uh, uh, the marketplace of ideas and uh, about like how the UK uh, dismantled its own empire. And that's not good enough. Now they have to forever and ever and ever hear about uh, how, yeah, but you used to have an empire. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's, it, it's a little bit of food for thought that I'm enjoying. That's unfair. Also, I want to invite all of you to my 4th of July party. <laughs> <laughs> Taking place in Puerto Rico. Yup. <laughs> Sounds complicated. Uh, Andrew, you got a pick? I have a pick. And uh, yeah, go... If you have a Kindle Fire tablet, try Word Runner. Try yeah. it. Or phrasereader.com if you want to try that method. And then I'll be looking out to see if there's some other stuff out there. But I'm just curious to see what people think and their input on it. Nice. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.